This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Saturday, five games. My neck of the woods, there's a Big Ten game. Looking forward to that. NFL, now the countdown is at 17. 17 days away. So um, we're waiting on Joe G. He's getting his stuff checked out. I'm going to welcome in a new member of the team in just a moment. So I'm assuming that uh, you guys need me to go. I go. <laughs> Joe G, do you hear anything? I see you on the video. I got you. You got okay. me? Yes, we are good. We are good. Uh, do we have two people so far? Uh, we've got two so far. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. So we'll hold off on the, on the announcement uh, in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, we mentioned Michael Lombardi coming up and – uh, so much going on. I mean, the, the NFL is a king. We're still over two weeks away from accounting for real, Joe G. But uh, the lead, I don't know, one, two, and three, it's got to be the shield, right? We're going to be getting ready for a game tonight. We'll tell you how we're going to bet it. But, I, I mean, we've got all these baseball games, and it's great to have races for, for both wild cards. That's terrific. But I got to tell you, these games that are fake, that's where my head was. Like the main screen had the fake games all weekend. How about you? All weekend, Joe. Yeah, you know, the, the best part about this is we are in now. Like you you said, you tweeted it last night that you're coming back, that vacation was over for you. We're two and a half weeks until the NFL. We're less than a week till college football. Joe, we're here. It's time. We're in. I can't wait. And look at us. We have our new backgrounds up. We're, we're really How ready. about this? Yeah, I got this. Uh, I got this going yesterday. It's. See, yours is right behind you. Like it's, it looks like it's three inches behind your back. Is that accurate? Am I reading that correctly? Uh, it's pretty close. Now, to be fair, I don't have much room in this room. It's a, it, like, my house is shrinking as as time goes on. So like, I'm in a very small space. Mm-hmm. So this is like perfect because I don't have much room anyway behind me. That might be a camera thing. I think your yours is zoomed in. Yours is zoomed in. I definitely hear someone breathing very heavily in my ear throughout this entire segment. <laughs> Who do you think that is? Is that is that Paul? Is he very frustrated that we can't get the third member of our team on the air? Feels like it. <laughs> like some there's a button that's pushed that probably isn't supposed to be pushed, but I kind of enjoy it because you hear <sighs> we've all been there, especially on a Monday morning. Paul, it's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll get the te- technical issues uh, all hammered Appreciate out. So, guys. Michael, <laughs> Michael Lombardi coming up at 1020 Eastern time this morning. We'll uh, bring in the third member of our team in a moment. But as always, we start with the headlines, this time with the hardball. Time for today's headlines. Are you going to make an announcement? Is Jimmy Garoppolo your starter week one? No, we're not making that announcement. Let's try it. <laughs> Whenever I feel like it. (laughs) 
not tonight. I lied. Kyle Shanahan starts us off. San Francisco wins last night, 15 to 10. What do you know in under hits? And you get a lot of points in the preseason. You've been covering. Man, has that been a trend? I want to break that down coming up in about 10, 10, 15 minutes from right now. There are some wild trends going on. We only get one more season to bet it in the preseason. But uh, obviously, every single question like Shanahan in San Francisco is about his rookie quarterback with Matt Nagy in Chicago. It's about his rookie quarterback. Same thing with Belichick in New England. This is going on throughout the league for these first-round quarterbacks taken in that first 15. And they don't know if they're going to start week one. They don't know when they're going to start. We all assume they're going to start at some point. Uh, speaking of trends, Joe G, but on display again last night. Rookie quarterback, goals early, but then able to turn it on later in the game. Oh, and then it's like, oh my goodness, they're not playing well anymore, right? We, we this it, it fluctuates not only game to game, Joe, but serious play to play with these rookie quarterbacks in the preseason. I'm sure some fans, maybe the coaching staff, are worried about that. I'd feel great about that. This is what you want to see. What do you think was going to happen? Uh, Trey Lance, who's played very little football over the last three full years, for him to have those sort of flashes, I, I think Niners fans, their takeaway should be, okay, if he's getting better in the games, great, wonderful. This is the tip of the iceberg, man. The guy hasn't been playing football, and when he did play college football, it was at a very low level of competition. And now he's balling out. I know it's against backup. For him to ball out at any time, and look what he's done the last three drives, seven of nine, two touchdowns, zone receptions. That's got to be huge. I, If I'm a Niners fan, I'm thinking, let's get it out of the way. We've got Detroit week one. That's a perfect landing spot. Let's go, Trey Lance. Yeah, I see it the opposite way. Though. I, I think it's a good thing for the Niners, but I don't think he's playing week one. I I don't think there's no, any I don't. chance he's going to play. And I think there's the, if you're a team that wants to win a Super Bowl like the Niners do – isn't this the perfect scenario? You see it, right? It's almost like Chiefs Mahomes. And I don't I don't want to I don't want to say Lance is going to be Mahomes all over again. But doesn't it remind you that they have an Alex Smith. They have a Jimmy Garoppolo. They can win games with Jimmy Garoppolo while they get this kid ready, Joe. And you're right, the flashes are there. He's going to play at some point this year. It won't be Mahomes Smith all year. He's going to play. But I just think if they get these kinks out of the way in preseason, he comes in by the middle of the season, boom. He could be ready to go soon. Both big dogs cover both unders get home on Sunday, and we have Monday night football this evening. Injury news in the positive sense over in Indianapolis. Real quick, because we're almost through this, and somehow we haven't asked uh, for an update on Carson Wentz, and I don't think we're allowed to do that. So just, just you know, a week of walkthroughs and things like that. How has he looked and, and any any updates on his progress? Yeah, he looks good, and I'm glad, actually glad you asked that as well. You'll see him out there, and the, you're going to see him out there on the practice field this week. He'll be out there tomorrow. He'll be out there tomorrow, uh, taking some things, and um, you know, practicing, for, Frank. Like practicing. Yes, he'll be out there. He won't, he, he'll be limited. Well, then I'm glad Jim asked that because that is well, a little bit of it. Burying the lead, Frank. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll he'll be out there, and um, it'll be limited. He'll be limited but he will be, he will be participating. How about that? That's what I was thinking. Bearing the lead, Frank, come on, uh, let's go. Let us know what's happening. That's it. That's it. Joe G the entire NFL media sat here and buried the Colts because they have a tough start to the season. 
They're not going to have the most impactful player on their team, which is arguably uh, Quentin Nelson, and they're not going to have their starting quarterback. Before we get to the last preseason game, both of them are going to be practicing, and we talked about that wide range when they get said five to 12 weeks. Well, we're nowhere near five weeks. The win total went down one full victory. It's juiced to the over, but it went from nine and a half at some spots all the way down to eight and a half practicing this week. If that's the case, assuming no setbacks, they're both going to be out there week one. Certainly could be. I am interested to see what he meant, though, because it was that was a weird little reaction there by Frank. He's going to be out there. He's going to be doing some stuff. Joe, you and I can go to an NFL practice and do some stuff. You and I could toss a football around standing still. Is he practicing or is he, you know, like when a pitcher gets hurt, Joe, and he comes back and he long tosses, right? He's just throwing the ball around. He's just moving that arm around. I wonder how close he is to practicing for real. We have two and a half weeks till the opener. I would still put it a major question mark. He starts the opener, even though he's out there tomorrow, today, I guess, in helmets and shoulder pads. Yeah, I wouldn't even be worried about that that much. Because, yeah, the countdown's been on and we can't wait 17 days until the NFL season kicks off. But for the cold season, it's 20 days. If they're on the field doing anything, I'm a Colts fan. I am assuming they're going to be out there three weeks from yesterday. So I I certainly think that's fair. Um, We'll see if that moves up. It wouldn't surprise me. They hit the practice field. uh, The National Beat guys, your Schefters, all those guys start tweeting about it. Okay, he's out there. He's doing this kind of drill. That goes up from eight and a half to nine. Wouldn't shock me at all. Oh, and that's when you jump in the under. Because, you know... Either way, mm. look, I, I took the under at nine and a half, Joe. I'm happy where I got it. I'm, I'm happy where I got it under nine and a half. Nine, eight and a half, it becomes a little trickier because especially if you believe in Frank Reich, Wentz independent of that. If you believe in Reich, they probably get around eight wins no matter what. Yeah, let me uh, I'm taking a quick look on, on this number because I think this is interesting because remember the uh, the division favorite changed after this news yeah, came went out. To Tennessee. It was kind of a coin toss. Yeah, it was, a, it was a coin toss situation. Now, at FanDuel at the moment, it's Tennessee minus 110, the Colts plus 140. That's pretty steady. That's where it's been. Uh, if they're both out there today practicing, doing something, you're going to see that plus 140 drop a little bit. We're going to see that. So uh, something that, to monitor if you're interested in betting the Colts. How about baseball? The wait is finally over, Joji. The 1-1. One, one. Fly ball, right center, deep, got a chance, 500! Miguel Cabrera has done it! 500th home run. I said the wait is finally over. I feel like a bit of a jerk, like I should be celebrating Cabrera's career. But how do I not mention this? So, like, I I follow Ozzie Guillen on social media, and I know his son, Ozzie Jr., a little bit. So on Instagram... I've noticed over the last week, every day, they're having a party. They're waiting to celebrate number 500. Like, they've been partying for a week nonstop and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it finally gets home on Sunday. And I'm sure there are a lot of bettors out there that have been betting Mickey home run today. No, no, no. Well, it finally happened. That was the third longest wait we've seen between 499 and 500. 
Yeah, it did feel like a long time. So last week at some point, I think when you were out, FanDuel had boosted his home run odds one day. It went from like, I think he's been sitting plus 400, plus 450. I mean, look, he's at the point of his career now. He doesn't hit that many home runs. They boosted it to plus 600 one day. And I was like, oh. today might be the day. And I, I jumped on it. Got it. Um, but it was yesterday. And how, Joe, how about this? Tw- over 20,000 players have played in the big leagues. He's number 28 in the 500 home run club. Pretty remarkable career for Miguel Cabrera. It's always interesting, like guys that are as good as him when they age, pool holsters the same way. We kind of forget how great they were because it's like we're watching him slog along at the end. Man, Miggy was amazing when he was in his day. Here's the the uh, here's the nugget that left me in awe yesterday. If you question Miggy, if you're not giving him his just due, we all know he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But just think about this: 500 plus homers, career average of at least 310. The list is Miggy, Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, Manny Ramirez, Jimmy Fox. That's the list. It's a pretty Mickey remarkable is list. Number six. You, you, something that uh, I was also thinking of when you're when you're in the group of players or just celebrities, you go by one name: Babe, Ted, Miggy, Manny, Hank. Like. You, all you got to do is say that first name, and you're good. You're good. Like, it's Madonna, right? Yes. Shakira, Shakira. Yes. Like, I mean, I mean, there's, there's only so many people that you can roll with. You're going to roll with Nelly? going to go with Drake, the biggest Raptors fan in the world? Well, he counts. He's in that group. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. How about this? So I was looking at the active home run leader list. I think in the 90s, 2000s, people started saying, ah, oh, this is losing its luster, right? Everyone's hitting 500 home runs. Joe, I don't know who the next guy to do this is. Mike Trout yeah. will get there. Mike Trout is sitting at 310. He will get there before his career is over. Nelson Cruz, 443. I don't know if he has 57 left in him. He's an old man. He, he might, but he's an old man. Joe, if you go beyond that, Stanton, 331, always hurt. I mean, you got to go down to Freddie Freeman, Nolan Arenado in the 260s. It might be a while till we get a 500 home man, run man. Bryce Harper in the 230s, maybe, eight, 10 years from now. What's the motivation to play that long when you're making this much money? Right. I wouldn't. That's kidding. why I said Harper, because he signed up for all those years. He'll probably play yeah. till he's 40 if he stays healthy. But it, it could be a while outside of Trout till we get one. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. I I don't think it's really a referendum on the juice, the juice ball. Is it, you know, this kind of era? Oh, the number of strikeouts that we see. I don't think guys don't want to play 20 plus years. I wouldn't either. It's hard. You you have to yeah. play that long, right? It's not just great power hitters. You have to play really, yeah. really long to do this. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we're going to get to some trends coming up in the NFL. You can make money in the preseason. If you're paying attention, we've been harping on this over the last few weeks. Unders hit again. They go 10 and five on the week. We've got one more game tonight, of course. And it's, it's interesting there. I have a few big takeaways. Uh, that we saw in week number two that I want to go over. But if you are not paying attention to the information, if you don't want to do the legwork and you're just going unders, dogs, unders, dogs, you are doing uh, just fine. You're making a pretty penny. I mean, it just keeps hitting over and over and over again. I mean, it's especially the unders. I I thought maybe week two with some starters playing a little bit more, but no. And, And I think we're seeing something that's becoming more of a common thing in the NFL. We'll hit it coming up.
Uh, we always say you should not overreact to what you're seeing, especially in the preseason. But there are some takeaways that I have, and I wonder if any of them are going to carry over to the regular season. We're going to hit that next. And uh, welcome the third member of our team here on BetQL Daily. Joe O, Joe G, team member number three coming up. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL presented by FanDuel. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Back with you on this Monday morning. Thanks for checking out BetQL Daily here weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. The announcement uh, delayed just a few minutes, but uh, we want to recap what we saw. In NFL week number two, still ongoing, one game left. You got Monday Night Football, excited to see that. Actually, some big implications with this game. Not so much on the Jacksonville side, but uh, more so on the New Orleans side. Uh, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giulio here. Uh, Joe G, I've got a few things uh, that we saw over the weekend that I think we need to hit on from a gambling pers- perspective and maybe something that's actionable for week number three as we wrap things up here. But uh, how about you? What was your biggest takeaway from the weekend? If it's not betting, if it's more quarterback situation or or just team, that's good too. Yeah, I think it kind of encompasses everything, Joe. Um, I, I think we're seeing more and more, and, and we have to start believing what we're seeing and, and what these teams are telling us. The, the joint practices are the preseason games. The preseason games are a way for yep. these, these teams to sell tickets, to get on television, to do what they contractually have to do. Joe, it's, it's really it's getting harder and harder to take anything out from this because it feels like the coaches say, we're going to put our real stuff in in the practice when there's no films, there's no cameras, no one knows. I know here following the Eagles, last week they basically punted on the preseason game because they said we got two good days of work at practice against the Patriots, joint practices, Patriots were in Philadelphia. And Joe, Nick Sirianni keeps talking about how the one advantage his team has is no one has any film on him and his coaching staff. So it's getting harder to take anything from the preseason games. And I think it's why mm. the unders are hitting because these coaches aren't number one playing their guys, but number two, they're not putting anything out there. I mean, these offenses in the games are as vanilla as vanilla gets. No points are being scored. And I, I think this is becoming more of the norm around the NFL. It's, it's interesting. It's kind of frustrating because you want to get into the games a little bit and watch them. But I think it's just the reality where the NFL is going. Uh, before the preseason even started, we uh, we mentioned this a few times that maybe you should just look to dogs and unders, dogs and unders, and it's and it's come home. I was curious if that was going to be the case in week two, and it was, but uh, unders go ten and five on the week so far, twenty four and eight, twenty four and eight in the preseason, hitting at a clip of seventy five percent. But being honest here, I it wouldn't have shocked me if it was you know pretty even or we had more overs hit because more ones got more time. But the thing is, the books didn't adjust like I expected them to. That was the big trend going. Anybody betting NFL preseason, they were talking about all the unders coming in in week one. And I thought that more of the numbers would come down and we would see more time with the ones, but that just didn't happen. That just didn't happen. Okay. Is this going to be a carryover? 
are we going to see some of this in the regular season where in the beginning of the year, maybe the first month, not as many preseason games. Uh, you mentioned you believe the practice, those those, uh, those joint teams, practices, joint practices is what it really is. And I think you're right. There are some tapes that get out on Twitter, but from fans only because the media is not allowed to send anything out. But you're right there with the joint practices. Um, what about the unders? Do you think there's going to be any carryover? There could be now. Now the flip side to not playing the preseason games, right, and just doing the joint practices and, and calling that your your real work is: Are you ready when the games start? Right. Let, let's just go to Jalen Hurts in particular. Right. He's played like two series in the preseason. I doubt he's going to play in the third preseason game, Joe. Which means he'll have two series under his belt the entire preseason. The Eagles will say he's fine. We got a lot of good work against the Patriots and Jets. Blah blah blah. I think the logic would be he might be rusty week one. Now, he's just one young quarterback. There's a lot of them. I tend to think if these coaches are right, Joe, this is not going to matter. If the coaches know what they're doing on this, they're going to hit the ground week one running. I I actually think there might be an opportunity here. If a lot of people start thinking unders in week one of the regular season, maybe not. Maybe it plays out kind of normal because, again, the practices are like the old preseason. So they can't hit the over with these uh, numbers in the mid-30s some low thirties, right? But week one, here are your totals in the fifties, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Arizona, Tennessee. We're up to three now. Let's see. Uh, we've got Cleveland, Kansas city at number four, green Bay, new Orleans at five, Baltimore, Vegas at six, six games totals in the fifties. So no movement yet. No, no impact at all. And I don't think there should be. Yeah, and look, good offenses, especially especially ones with veteran quarterbacks. Most of the teams you mentioned are Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, yeah. right? These are not guys that just popped up out of nowhere. These are legit NFL. MVP. Taysom Hill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Or we might find out tonight, by the way. I was reading mm-hmm. Peter King this morning, and he uh, seemed to allude that tonight will go a long way into uh, what Sean Payton does at quarterback. There was It was sad. I was, I was reading this column this morning, Joe, and it opened up with Sean Payton on the team bus. And there's an empty seat next to it. It used to be Drew Brees. And I'm like, this is sad. This guy needs a quarterback. Here. Come on. Yeah, I, I I read the exact same thing. I just kind of rolled my eyes. He sent him a picture, right? He took a picture of the empty seat. Like, Sounds like right. he knows he's going 6-11 and 11 this year. <laughs> Tell me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm big on that Saints under nine wins. All right. I, I've got a couple big takeaways. As far as week number two of the preseason, sometimes we say – We'll go through a stretch. I guarantee you we'll talk about it at some point during the regular season. Boy, the point spread didn't matter. All the winners also covered the spread. Point spread didn't matter. Not the case in week two. The point spread mattered a lot. The favorites were 10 and four straight up, but the dogs nine and five against the spread. Cleveland beat the uh, Giants yesterday, but they did not cover. It was a Giants cover. Vegas won by one on Saturday but the Rams covered Pittsburgh beat the lions by six, but Detroit covers Washington over Cincinnati. The Bengals cover Niners last night beat uh, who they play the chargers. What was that? I forget. Yes, chargers, they had n- yes. None of their ones out. Uh, and the chargers cover the six yeah. and a half. The point spread mattered. Uh, I thought that was pretty notable from week two, but here's the thing that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on. Now everybody's talking about the dogs and unders and you should be. Road teams, okay? So this narrative is out there, and you're going to hear it 10 times over before we finally start the season. Oh, fans are back in the stadium. You know, you go to places like Kansas City 
and Buffalo and Denver. Oh, the impact with the fans out there, with the fans out there. Home field worth, oh, I don't know, three and a half. First off, that's way off. It's not three. It's not three and a half anymore. There was zero impact last year. We know no fans, but we found out it was zero. You know, sleeping in your own bed, that did not matter at all. Playing in your own stadium, home field was a zero. Two years ago, it was about a zero. It was close. It was, it was much lower than we ever saw before. And this week, road teams, 11-4 and four straight up, 12-3 and three against the spread. It's preseason. I get all that. I'm wondering this season if we're going to go back to the old ways, how it was at least a few years ago, Joe G, when home field actually matters. Everyone's going to, everyone's going to lean to the home team. So home team, home team. Oh, the fans, it's going to it's going to be so impactful in these games. I wonder if that's going to be the case. That's my biggest question about 2021. Yeah, and, and let me give you one particular team, one particular player that I think is most interesting with all of this. And you're going to hear it week one because they are a road dog. I think it's it's close. I think they are a one-point dog in week one. They might be a one-point favorite. I'll check it out right now. But Justin Herbert last year burst on the scene. Yeah, they are one-point favorites on the road in week one in Washington. And if you look at some of the numbers, and obviously impresses all of us. If you watch Justin Herbert, you were impressed. Mm-hmm. But he was unbelievable, like almost too unbelievable on third and long. That is typically like, isn't that the down you think about when you're on the road? It gets loud. It gets a little crazy in there. You're trying to make a check at the line. Like that's the one down where you feel like, all right, the crowd actually can make a difference here. A false start. I mean, we saw that in Seattle for how many years? How many false starts did offensive linemen get in Seattle because of 12th man? Justin Herbert didn't have to deal with any of that last year. And that is fascinating to me to see if that will change even just a little bit. Because look, week one, Joe, they're one point favorites in Washington. That that basically is a pick 'em game. That defense, that pass rush, a crowd. I'm assuming Washington fans are, are not going to be angry yet. It's just week one. That is that I'm looking at right away to see if that kind of thing impacts these games and and how these games play out. Justin Her- Herbert was superb under pressure. How much does that matter? Uh, some of the numbers people would say, okay, when you look at the under pressure stuff, that's not very stable. That's that's probably not going to repeat from year to year. So if we look at EPA per per attempt, uh, Justin Herbert, as a rookie, under pressure, second best in the NFL. Is that going to repeat? You know who's third? Who's the guy that made the biggest jump a year ago in the NFL? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen was third under pressure. And <laughs> number one, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, that's all I got to say. If you're going to argue, oh, no, I think that can carry over to another season. Fitzpatrick, number one in the NFL, EPA per attempt under pressure. So with Allen and Herbert, are both of those guys going to regress a little bit? That's well, uh, that's a big one. Yeah, well, the three, the two names you mentioned along with Herbert, I know Allen right now is looked at as a top, top quarterback, and he should be after last year. But what Fitzpatrick and and, and Allen, Joe, if I were to name, name one word of their career so far in the NFL, erratic, variance, right? Like when Josh Allen's great, he's great, and then he's not so great, and Fitzpatrick yeah. has his whole career. I don't mm-hmm. think people look at J- Justin Herbert as the next high-variance quarterback. They kind of look at him as the next star. We don't know that yet, especially now crowd and, and home row. That that will be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be fascinating to see. And number one and number two face each other in week one. 
it's nearly a pick'em situation. I can't wait for that game. That's going to oh, be terrific. Bosa coming off one end, Chase Young the other. Both, and you know what? That's the kind of game where the winner you feel great about, and the loser you're like, ah, I don't know. So it might, it might be not the successful year. Maybe some better thing. Because both, I mean, both those teams will bet a lot to make the playoffs. A lot. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio. This is BetQL Daily weekdays, nine a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. I, you know, so many takeaways, so many takeaways from what we saw over the weekend. It's not just us trying to fill content here, people. There are some things that I think make sense. Like we said, the unders, okay, I don't think that's going to carry over to the regular season, but watch the road teams. Okay, watch that. The point spread matters. It always does. We, we all know that, but it really did in week number two. Those are a few things. Everyone's talking about the rookie quarterbacks. Everyone. Uh, that's a big deal. But uh, we mentioned it uh, at the start of the show. Again, these young quarterbacks going through their struggles. If we relate it in any way to baseball, different sport, I get it. Not a ton of let up, not a ton of parallels there, but it's kind of like watching the hot prospect come up. You know they're going to go through their struggles. So that happens. The best in the world. Look at their uh, debuts. Look at their first couple of months in the league. Sometimes they start off on a tear. League catches up a little bit, figure out their weaknesses, and they attack. Same thing in the NFL. We're going to see the exact same thing this season with these uh, with these quarterbacks. And at what point are these coaches going to say, okay, it's time. It's time. Because we know for the, for the coaches that are hesitant, excluding Jacksonville and the New York Jets, those that are hesitant to throw the quarterback to the Wolves, they're worried about having to bench said quarterback. So uh, how long are you going to end up waiting? It, it's fascinating. It's it's funny, Joe G, because I was looking at this over the weekend, obviously being in Chicago and people are going nuts about Justin Fields and they're mad that Dalton's going to be starting week one, which he will be. And it's, you look over, I don't know, the last five, six years, these first round quarterbacks and just some of the quarterbacks that started ahead of them. Like just last year, Anthony Lynn said, you know what? Tyrod Taylor gives our team a better chance to win than Justin Herbert. It's going to figure itself out, and probably all of them are going to be starting by the end of the first month. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I, I, the the difference between how coaches think and how we think watching. I think when you watch Justin Fields make some of the plays he made this past weekend, you're like, you know what? They have a better chance to win with him. That's got to be a thought a lot of people had. You know what Matt Nagy thinks? I have a better chance he can lose the game for me because he doesn't see that blitz coming and he fumbles and he gets not the ball gets knocked out of his hand. I think they think the exact opposite. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't, but don't you think that's the way they think? Like this guy's not ready to not lose the game for me. It's it, we had Mike Lombardi on last week and he mentioned with some of these coaches, it's about what what are they trying to accomplish this year? If they're trying to make the playoffs, they're going to be more hesitant to put the rookie back there because he can make mistakes. Jets and Jaguars aren't thinking that way. Like they, the Jaguars might, you know, I think they could win the AFC South, but they're not thinking that way. They're playing their kid. The Niners are thinking that way. Like is, is Lance going to lose us week one or two because he's a rookie Garoppolo. He might not light it up. He's probably not going to lose to the Eagles and the lions the first two weeks. That's the way they think it could be frustrating, but it just feels like those little mistakes that were like, ah, whatever the coach is like, Nope, I can't play him yet. Okay. So I was actually thinking about this over the weekend. And if we go with the Justin Fields and we can go case by case, we know the two that are going to be starting from week one. And we could talk about the other three scenarios. Uh, schedule matters. Schedule matters. Um, honestly, I didn't tweet this. I thought about it. But watching the game, Fields was was not as impressive in the second game as he was in the first. But just watching the game and knowing that game one is Sunday night football against the Rams. 
If you tell your team, Andy Dalton gives us a better chance to win. I, I, I get it. It's not how coaches think. And maybe they, maybe he believes that Justin Fields could lose the game. Like you just mentioned. What a loser. Honestly, what a, what a loser. How, how do you tell me the Rams viewed as a Super Bowl contender? How are you going to tell me that Andy Dalton, who has not moved the football in preseason yet, gives you a better chance to win against the Rams? You need high variance. You need the ceiling guy out there. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. He, do, he Fields would give him a better chance to move the football and make a play. They're not going to do it, though. This is what <laughs> these coaches do. Nagy's like, listen, I got to see. I got to see Andy Dalton. All right, Offensive Rookie of the Year. The numbers are moving. We'll update that, and I, I have a play I really like. That is next. Joe Ojo G, keep it locked on. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.